Voice of the Bombers, one-on-one with Mike O'Shea, the Bombers Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. Without further ado, the return, the much-anticipated season debut of the Coaches Show, Bob Irving and Mike O'Shea. Ooh, Christian, I don't know if we can live up to that intro or not. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the first Coaches Show with Mike O'Shea of 2019, and I know a coach's Pumped up for this. Almost as excited as he gets when he goes out to practice. Well, maybe not quite. Anyway, Mike, good to see you again. It's great to be good here, Bob. To I am fired studio. up, Yeah, Bob. good. Good. How about doing this show or just about nah, the world I miss in general? You. I miss you. It's good to see you. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. I don't think there's a lot of truth in that, but it's nice yeah. of you to say <laughs> no, it anyway. I do miss you, Bob. <laughs> All right, let's start with uh, you're almost three weeks into training camp. You played a preseason game. Uh, you made a handful of cuts today. None of them of any real surprise, I don't think, to anybody. And you've still got, boy, gosh, over 80 players, I think, in in camp. Uh, give us maybe your overall assessment of how things have gone. If you're pleased uh, with the, the general things you've been able to accomplish and all the rest of it. Um, very competitive camp, um, especially in the positions that we're looking for competition. I think the uh, defensive back and the and the receiver spots are... Highly competitive. I think we've got some terrific athletes in there. Um, some guys that already, you know, I think have established themselves as as pro caliber players. Guys that, uh, you know, with some some with some NFL experience, some with not. But um, in terms of their work ethic and their uh, commitment to the process of getting better, it's it's pretty darn good. Um, still, obviously, competition at uh, on the O line and trying mm-hmm. to fill those spots, but. Um, the good thing is, is, is where we, where we knew we were going to have competition. We, we've really filled the, the buckets there with guys that, that are, are wanting the job. So mm-hmm. that's, that's always good to see. And you've been in camps before, I'm sure as a coach and or a player where the level of competition was maybe not quite where you'd like it to be. Well, I think you always, you know, have a guy, um, but you'd like to have four or five, <laughs> you know, and I yeah. think in some of those spots, we've got some. Very interesting, um, talented young men. Let's go to the phone lines right off the bat and hear from Gary. Gary on the Coach's Show with Mike O'Shea. Go ahead. Uh, unbridled enthusiasm as usual, right, guys? It's a new season. Best of luck to you, Coach. I know it can be frustrating uh, at times, uh, you know, during a game, but remember, the camera is watching, always watching. And to you, Bob, we love you. And you don't know how happy I was to listen to you call the game on Friday, and I'll give you a brief explanation why. Last game you called was November the 18th, the Calgary uh, final, Western final. I listened to you in the post-game show, and during that time I collapsed, and I was out for 40 minutes. And when I w- regained consciousness, I could hardly breathe, and I was able to crawl to the phone and dial 911. And the whole time, you drove me. Because I figured if the Lord's going to take me, nothing can be better than to listen to Bob Irving call the Bombers. Well, I don't know what to say to that, Gary. That's very very kind of you to make those comments. And I'm glad things turned out well for you. But you sound like you're in good shape now. Yeah, I was lucky. They took me to uh, Concordia Hospital. Unfortunately, they're closing the emergency. Mm -hmm. Then they shipped me to St. Boniface for a CT scan. 
and it ends up I had a blood clot go through my heart to my lungs. And Ooh. Dr. Drobot told me that 99 of 100 people would would not have gotten up off the floor. So there's only one reason, and that's because the Bombers are going to win the Grey Cup this year. There you go. Perfect, eh, Mike? Perfect, Gary. Thanks. Appreciate that. Well, Gary, take care of yourself. Uh, thank you for the call, and, and enjoy the coming season. I know we'll hear from you again as the weeks go along. Thank you, Bob. All right. Thank you, Gary. That's very nice. All right, Kevin, you're on the Coach's Show with Michael Shea. Go ahead, Kevin. Hi, guys. I just want to ask the coach a question. Um, I'm very impressed so far uh, with the Canadian content, especially the local content that I've seen on the team, uh, from the, the receiver to that uh, long snapper, who I thought had an also excellent game. Can you give me an impression of what you think of their camp's been so far and what the outlook for them is? Well, Zach's going to be snapping this next game for us, uh, for sure, um, which is, uh, you know, calling him in on on short notice, and, and uh, he's... He looks good, and of course, Dylan Schrott is the you know turned out to be the story of the game. Um, you know, the, he catches that that touchdown on a double move, uh, and the team just erupts. Um, but what was noted for me was uh, we give up a a long kickoff return, and he chases down his former teammate and uh, Shy Ross, who is you know by all accounts, if you were to put them. You know, on the clock, running a forty at a combine, Shy Ross would be uh, faster for sure. And um, Dylan didn't give up, and he tracked him down and forced him out of bounds, which is, uh, you know, it's just fantastic effort. That that right there is is really interesting when you see that stuff go on. That's good. No, I, I just it just seems over the years this has never been an, an issue that's really had been addressed. And I think I'm very impressed with you guys have brought in this year, especially locally. Well, you, you know, if you, it's kind of obscure, I guess, but if you were to look at that uh, CanadaFootballChat.com uh, prospect game they had just the other day, and you go down the list of guys that were invited, there was a pile of kids from Manitoba, from Winnipeg high school systems that were down, uh, I think it was in Ottawa where they had the game. There was a, a pile of kids. Um, so, you know, football's alive and well in, in, in this city and in this province. Great. Thank you very much. All right, Kevin, yeah, thanks. thanks for the call. Yeah, there were, I think it was 10 um, Winnipeg kids on your training camp roster, and I'm not sure that even counts the three Winnipeg rifles. Or maybe it does include them. Yeah. I'd have to add it all up. I got the roster in front of me. I'll do that during the next break. But uh, certainly there's never been as many Winnipeggers. And somebody asked me the other day if I thought that was uh, good in terms of selling the team and the game and all the rest of it. And I said, well... I think most of the fans prefer to see good players and the team winning. They don't really care where they're from. But but if there happen to be a bunch of local kids like Andrew Harris and all of Nick Dembski, that's there's that's good too. Oh, that's it's terrific. And yes, they they would not be on our team unless they can help us win games and get us to where we want to get to. That's for sure. Yeah. So um, once again, there's you know. Top quality football being played here by, by, you know, terrific football players. So, um, the fact that they're local and 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 are good is a, a real positive thing for us. Here's a text. Here's this is from Eve. Eves. Here's what I'm looking forward to: doing snow removal 
and having you, Bob, on the air calling a game, hopefully the Grey Cup game with the Bombers in it. So <laughs> there you go. Here's another one. Who's winning the battle at safety between Jones and Hecht and the battle at center between Couture and Speller? Coach, safety. Yeah, all even. Uh, you know, I don't think I'd come on air and talk about who's winning and who's got the edge. I think we've got great depth there. So um, we're going to have to make uh, tough decisions. They'll be very well-informed decisions in terms of, you know, how we start the season. And then with that kind of depth, I think, you know, you you work all year. Guys are, guys are going to have to work all year, which is um, a good spot to be in. I think the other thing is that I think those, the four names you mentioned are guys that work well together. They're, they are team first guys. So they want uh, the best for their teammates as, as, and they'll probably even put their teammates ahead of them in terms of, um, wishing them success too. So they, they work well together and, and will always, um, you know, accept their, their role and, and, and work harder to gain another role if they can. We'll come back and talk more about that battle at center and also the, the center guard scenario and how that's shaping up. The Coach's Show with Mike O'Shea. We will be right back on 680 CJOB. The Bombers Coach's Show on 680 CJOB. Welcome back, 780-6868, the same number as always. You can phone or you can text your question to Mike O'Shea. Here's a texture. Hi, guys. I'm so, he put a bunch of zeros and so excited for this year. Mike, you have been our coach for several years now, and you've been inching closer and closer every year. Let's finally get the cup. It's time. You and, you, and you're the coach that can do it, no question. So that's all he's got to say. He's encouraging you, Mike O'Shea. This is year six for you here now. Time flies. And I know this because time does fly. Is it phone for you? Is oh. six years phone? Yep, unbelievably so. But if you dwell on that, you're missing out on what's happening today. Yeah. So I try not to dwell on that. No, I understand. I, yeah. get, I get that totally. You don't want to live in the past. Nope. Can you can you remember though? I remember the press conference when you were hired, and the room was packed, and there was much pomp and pageantry. Do you remember that? I do. My yeah. son came with me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, that was a pretty cool day for you. It was pretty neat. And now you're a Winnipegger, aren't you? I, you know, I am. <laughs> <laughs> they are too. Yeah, it's hard not to be when you live here for a while. It's a great it's a city, great place to very live. Very welcoming city. Yeah. Okay. The offensive line. We said we'd talk about this before the break. Um, Michael Couture and Cody Speller have had. Uh, most of the reps at center during training camp. And then you've had Drew DeJarley, your first overall pick, draft pick, and uh, Jeff Gray getting a ton of work at the guard spots. Uh, give us kind of just a synopsis of how those four guys are doing and how that might all shake down. Well, they're they're all doing very well. I think um, Marty Costello, the offensive line coach, has done a great job this year. Uh, you know, knowing full well what, what we're going to be up against um, in terms of uh, finding the right fit to replace uh, Matthias and, and Sook. So uh, he's done a great job of keeping track of every little detail and in a form of grading. And um, it's so unbelievably close. It's a, it's terrific, you know. It, it is. They're, eh? oh, they're, they're, they're working so hard, these guys, and they... Yeah. They understand, um, once again, that they're pitted sort of against each other, but not really, you know. They're just, they've got to do something that's going to separate themselves. And um, 
give them the edge, and uh, we'll be watching very closely for it. Thursday night you'll be watching closely in particular, won't you? Yep. Yeah. That's not the, the be-all and end-all, but that's certainly a big part of it. I asked Ajarli today, I said, do you think that game is going to be the one that tips the scale? And he said, yeah, probably it will be. So uh, those guys know what's going on, oh, right? Oh, yeah, they, yeah. They, they get it. That you, you don't want guys spending their time, wasting their time, really, you know, roster watching and, and you know, putting all the pieces in place and seeing that. That they, Marty keeps them very well informed and, and the communication lines are open and they know uh, how the reps get distributed. And that. talking about tipping, it's funny because Drew Desjardins, he sort of made the highlight clip he he swatted a defensive lineman out of the way and damn near cartwheeled the guy. So mm -hmm. it was pretty interesting to see. One of the reasons you guys drafted him is because he's got a bit of a, shall we say, nasty streak in him. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. He's <laughs> he'll, he'll try to finish his blocks right to the very end, which yeah. is interesting. Cody Speller does that too, doesn't he? Cody Speller. Yeah, they all do. All yeah. four of them have that in them. Cody's come under the radar a little bit because he wasn't drafted Talk about his development. Has he has he come along uh, maybe beyond any expectation? No, I you know when um, you know Ted Govaya really liked him and said this guy will battle and you, we got him and he's back at school and developing again and comes back and I think when you ask about his development, the one thing that's important is he's now speaking, which is good. <laughs> he's a man of few words, <laughs> okay. except when he gets. Uh, the ball in his hand and has to command uh, the offensive line. He he does quite well, but <laughs> to get him to say much else off the field is interesting. Okay, so Jeff Gray's is he's a big guy and he's he's supple and he can run. Uh, he can bend. I know you use the word. He can bend. He looks like an as good an athlete as you ever expect an offensive lineman to be. What's the learning curve for him, Mike? Having spent some time south of the border and now coming back up here. Oh, he he's. Tremendously smart young man. He's brilliant, you know, and uh, so learning is, is I think, comes easy for him. He, however he sees the pitchers or reads the playbook, whatever it is, it, it sinks right in. He does quite well. So um, it's playing time, right? It's experience. So he's had, a, I think, a really good experience down in the NFL in terms of going against good competition and, mm -hmm. and learning new systems and understanding what it takes to be a pro. And it's a matter of getting in and playing in games and getting those game snaps. And, you know, I think for for all four of those guys, really, it's just uh, Michael Couture is the one that's been on the roster the longest and mm. um, gotten into games. And so, you know, he has, a, I guess, a little better understanding of what it's going to take. So we've speculated that, uh, if you had to play three Americans on the offensive line, Stanley Bryant, Jamarcus Hardrick, and a third, you could do that with the ratio. Is that a possibility? I think it's all up in the air right now. Yeah. You know, I don't think we, the good thing is we don't have to sort of set that roster until uh, a much later date. Um, it may seem, it may creep up on us, but, you know, but we've got this couple more practices, a game to play, yeah. um, extensive evaluation cuts to make, and then, you hand that list to the CFL, and you can still sort it out after that in terms of how you're going to play it. But um, I suppose you could start the season one way, and then yeah, I think switch we, we have a lot of very good options on both sides of the ball on how to how to fill out the roster. Yeah, and the safety spot. Jeff Heck's a great story. He's 33 years old. 
He would be. He doesn't look it, does he? No, he, does. <laughs> he doesn't. I don't know if the word journeyman, he probably hates that word. And I don't think I like it that much either, but it probably applies to him. A guy who's been at a few different places and, and always finds a job. But uh, he came in here late last year, and here he is now with a chance to start. Yeah, that's an interesting point when the when people use that word um, and people take it negatively, journeyman. But the underlying, the most important underlying message is they always find a job. Yeah, exactly. So people always need them. Um, and Jeff Tech is, he's very, very intelligent. He's been in good systems. He's learned good systems. He's been coached well. Uh, he communicates extremely well. He's tough as nails. He'll play through anything. Um, he's brutally honest with his teammates, uh, you know, which takes a little while to get used to, but I think it's it's a very positive thing in the room, right? You don't waste a lot of time figuring out what the truth is. Yeah. Um, so I think he's uh, he's been very good for our team in that regard. He's a very good special teamer, takes it extremely seriously. Uh, that's where he cut his teeth, so he, he does never he, – he'll never – shirk his duties on teams. That's for When sure. we talk about journeymen in sports, we're usually talking about guys who've been around for a while. So that's maybe not such a negative term, because eh? yeah. they're players who've played a long time. They play a long time for yeah. a reason. People need them. 780-6868, back with the last half hour of the Coach Show with Mike O'Shea on 680 CJOB. The Bombers Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. Welcome back. Mike O'Shea is with me at 780-6868. We'll go to our text questions, and two of them here uh, pertain to Manasi Fichetti, who was the Blue Bomber backup American offensive lineman the last three years. I lost. I thought it was only two, but it's three. Uh, hey, Coach, is Fichetti injured or not with the team anymore? Is he still an option at right guard? Uh, yeah, Manasse was put on... Um the veteran medical exempt list and, and we're still talking to him and uh, he's not currently in camp with us, but uh, I think there's still, still uh, we're still holding out hope that he'll be available to us this year. Um, but that remains to be seen. And the other player that was asked about in the one text is receiver Ken Brell Tompkins, who never showed up. And you said one day that uh, you guys weren't able to get a hold of him. Yeah, there was just a little bit of trouble, you know, in the communication lines trying to get a hold of him and get him get his arrangements for camp. So, um, you know, I think I guess he's probably on the suspended list until we figure that out. Now we've talked about these uh, excellent young Canadian offensive linemen. You've got here's a text. Dwayne Ford said, "Tui Ellie may be the steal of the draft this year." Is Ellie hinting at that? Should we expect playing time from him this season? Well, uh, yeah, Tui's a, a a great big center who's you know I think got some position flexibility for us. He's just been he's been out of football for a year, so he's got to uh, get back in shape, and that's really what it is, and get the experience because he's been playing. He played football at the University of Hawaii, um, so he was born in BC, and he's been living in Hawaii, uh, and and going to school there, so. I mean, he's a, a, a very talented young man, and the last time he played football, whatever it was, 2017, you know, he was, I thought he was excellent. So, mm. um, well, just that remains to be seen. I, I think he could be very good, and I think he knows that he just has to keep on working and get in shape and get back to that, uh, that you know, player that he was. And uh, But he's an aggressive guy. He's got a 
a bit of a nasty streak to him. He's very sharp. He understands the the playbook and the calls. So he's another one that's, uh, you know, just we're very happy with. So you've got a lot of players with upside. Will it be a bigger challenge than ever to keep them all? No doubt. No doubt. Yep. There's... Uh, yeah, there's some some very good players, and and there's some guys that show a lot of potential. That uh, it's it's going to make the decisions very difficult, and you know, the idea of thinking, you know, in the very, you know, this is the the present. We have to make the team right now, and then balancing that with um, building for the future too. You know, they're 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 two totally different things. Mm. There'll be some interesting debates. I'm sure there have been and will be more in your personnel meetings. Yeah, Yeah. already have been, and away we go. Do you find, uh, without naming any names, but is there often a a significant difference of opinion among a couple of coaches on a particular player where one guy say, I think he's great, and the other, I'm not sure about him? Yeah, not yet. Yeah. Not really yet. You know, I think you're still in that um, phase right now where – you know, we've identified a few guys that we knew, unfortunately, weren't weren't going to make it. They were behind a, a few other players, and um, we had to distribute the reps in this next game differently, so guys weren't going to be given the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, but the coaches are still very focused on what these guys can do for us and not what they can't. And the other thing that's interesting is just because, you know, just because we say no to a guy um, when it comes down to final cuts doesn't mean they can't play football you know just happens to be a situation where i think we've got a lot of depth and a lot of competition for spots yeah you've said many times uh, the worst time of the year for you will be this coming weekend when you have to make the final cuts and call some of these guys in and send them home miserably that's not good yeah daniel peterman i've noticed him uh, lately in practice you're uh, all he does is catch football second year slot back (laughs) yeah looks a little quicker than last year He's certainly stronger. He he looked fit coming in. Mm. Um, I think he liked his opportunity last year, but I think he was also disappointed that he didn't get a bigger one. Mm-hmm. And so he's worked extremely hard to, you know, try and get a bigger role. And he just he catches a lot of footballs in practice. <laughs> it's 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 good. He's he's strong. He's strong on his feet. He um, very focused. So. Uh, he's a, a very likable kid. He caught a deep one today, and he, uh, the defensive back who was running with him, couldn't keep up with him. <laughs> well, he, you know, he he was pretty darn fast at his combine with his times. Mm-hmm. Drew Walatarski. Now, we, he really came on strong toward the end of last year as one of your receivers, and uh, it looks like he's picked up where he left off. To me, how about you? Yeah, no doubt. He's uh, he just keeps on adding those experiences and and using them to be better on the field every day. So the the import receiver spot, I think that we all feel is kind of up for grabs. You got Kenny Lawler, who was here last year, Rasheed Bailey, Lucky Whitehead, Kenny Walker. Matt Hazel. Track guy, Matt Hazel from UCLA. That's Kenny Walker, Matt Hazel. Charles Nelson. Charles Nelson. Tim uh, Wilson. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Uh, so you got about seven guys there who have all had their moments, no? Oh, uh, without a doubt, they all bring. Um, they they seem to be all fairly fast, um, good route runners. They seem to understand what we're trying to do. You don't see 
you know, these guys making a lot of mistakes out there. So they seem to be on point with their assignments. And it's a, it's a very detailed playbook, obviously. Um, they, they catch the ball well. I, I don't know. They're, they seem to be, uh, you know, they block hard. So I think there's, there's a tremendous amount of upside there in that group. How much of a, an edge does it give Lawler that he was here for almost a couple of months last year? Well, I think his edge is that we saw him last year, and the first thing that stood out for us was his hands, how well he caught the ball, and he made, you know, those sort of those post-practice um, practice roster workouts that you put the guys through, mm-hmm. very limited reps, you know, that they would get. He he made some outstanding catches. You know, every week guys were walking in going, did you see that catch Kenny made? And he's done the same thing here. He's made a few catches that have been just terrific. So um, just... Th- that consistency that you know you can get a big play out of them is certainly valuable, right? It, it, it I'm not saying it will. You you want to see what happens to this game, but there is something that, that the incumbent has a little bit over a guy who's new. You see a new guy make a big catch, and you still want to see three more of them. Mm-hmm. Well, by now we've seen Kenny make those. You know, he played with Jared Goff at university. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He caught a bunch of touchdown passes from Jared oh, yeah. Goff, the Rams quarterback now. Yep. Yeah. He was really good. Uh, Chris Matthews. We haven't talked about Chris Matthews. He's been hurt the last, I guess, the last week. He hasn't practiced. Um, is he going to be ready June the 15th? When yeah, I'm t- hoping. I'm hoping so. Yeah. Um, you know, it's one of those things. You, you, he goes through the paces on a daily basis. You check with him and just let Al work his magic. You yeah. know, that's Al's working with him and... Uh, he'll get him ready as as quickly as possible and as and as safely as possible for the athlete. So it's a long season, you know. We're not into rushing guys back for a week one tilt, especially with a with a bye week in in week two. Um, you got to look at the bigger picture and and think about the value these guys going to add for a, a whole season. So he might not be ready for week one. Well, I'm not saying that. I just think that you know, with all these guys that are. Uh, um, haven't really participated in camp we got to be smart you know i don't think you can i don't think it's a smart thing to rush a guy back when you when you do have a bye week in week two and you do have a long season who's your returner going to be this year oh we're going to have a whole pile of them (laughs) we might put three of them back there just to see what the kicker does you won't be able to keep them all on the roster will you uh i would i would bet you will have three accomplished returners uh, Nick Dembski could be one of those. Well, Nick Dembski could be one of those. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He, he caught me there. So now we're down to two. <laughs> well, there's there's guys on the defense that can return also. So. Yeah. Um, the guy who caught our eyes the other night was Charles Nelson, who came in late last year and caught, I know, your eye. Um, now he's nicked up too. Is is that of anything of consequence? Uh, I'm not worried about it. Okay. Yeah. So game one? Yeah, hopeful. Be good to go. Hopeful. Lucky Whitehead got a lot of press too. What kind of camps he had? Oh, very good. Yeah, he's he's come in. He's shown he can he can learn what we're trying to do. He's obviously you see his speed on a daily basis. Uh, he's caught the ball fairly cleanly. Mm-hmm. You know, there's really not much more you can ask for. He's he's a he's a good football player. We'll come back and talk about your quarterbacks, your kicker, and Pat Newfeld on the Coaches Show with Mike O'Shea on 680 CGOB. The Bombers Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. 
Welcome back to the final portion of our first show of the year. We're on every Monday night, although I shouldn't say every Monday night because when there are holidays, holiday Mondays, we'll do the show on Tuesday night, but we'll keep you posted about that. Uh, Let's talk quarterbacks, Mike O'Shea. I think uh, you would admit that Matt Nichols is your starter. Absolutely. Chris Streveler is your backup. Well, Chris Streveler. Number two guy. Well, I I just hate calling people Okay. What do you call him then? Well, when he's on the field, he's our starter. You know what I mean? When he's when he's in the game, he's running the game for us. And he takes yeah. he takes uh, um, I'd say he takes a much bigger role than a lot of other quarterbacks in his position around the league. Oh, no question about right? that. Yeah. So yeah. he's a extremely okay. Valuable. One and one a. How's that? Yeah, Matt. This is Matt Nichols' team, yeah. and Chris Streveler is going to play a huge role for us. Okay, Sean McGuire from Western Illinois and Brian Bennett, who we all are familiar with, are then battling for. The other position, I won't say third, I'll say the other position in yeah. your quarterback group. Um, how's that looking? They're battling. I, I mean, it's good to see. They They certainly, uh, I think Brian Bennett has um, done a nice job of coming in and working on some things that, that Lapo and Buck would have asked him to work on. And mm-hmm. um, I, I think he's shown uh, a nice improvement. You know, uh, we, we all know what he's he's done for us as a, you know, in, in the, the whole team sense. He's played some special teams for us. He's a, a holder. You know, he's just one of those guys too that I think he's he's all in. You know, with his teammates. And then Sean McGuire's come in and showing uh, good poise and leadership, and uh, he's taken in the playbook extremely well and uh, feeling more and more comfortable. And this is a you know it's a big game for both of them. I don't know how it's all going to shake out yet um, in terms of spots and how many and. You know, those kind of questions, but I like to see them both compete. Do you give both McGuire and Bennett a fair bit of playing time in Regina Thursday then? I'd say they're going to play a lot, yeah. Yeah. And Nichols will play? Nichols will play. Okay. Not that long, though, eh? Or will he? We'll see. Okay. Andrew Harris uh, has been involved now in the practices the last few days. He was held out for a a good part of training camp. Uh, He looks the same as always to me. Is is got another big year left in number thirty three? Yeah, I, absolutely. There's the, the hesitation is I'm trying to find the right words because you know I'm quite enamored with the guy. He's I love watching him. I love watching him play. He's something else. He takes a lot of pride in his game. Um, you know, even just finishing off practice today. You know, he was running hard and. Going for extra yards and smashing into people, and you know, doing his part to set the tone. You know, as we sort of finished up, which was uh, it's good to see. I was talking to someone the other day at a practice who, who works with Andrew off the field, and he said the thing that makes him great. Obviously, he's physically talented, but he said he's a fierce, fierce competitor, more than anybody knows. Now, all these guys are competitors at this level but some of them have maybe a, just a little deeper resolve than others and he would be one wouldn't he i i believe so and i be, i believe that that statement is accurate that he's a more fierce competitor than people might know because um it just the way he carries himself i don't know that uh, he shows it when he plays for sure and i don't know that he's showing it just walking around the locker room you know which is fine with me. It's what do you do when you get on the field, really? He does a lot. Oh, 
for so, us. He's done an amazing job for us. Yeah. So does Justin Medlock. <laughs> still, a good segue. He's still working on uh, his Aussie kicks and his boomerangs or whatever he calls them. Uh, he's, I think he's 35 now, but, man, he looks uh, like he could run a marathon tomorrow, doesn't he? Yeah. He's got a... The, the quiver of kicks he's got, he's got a just a pile of them back there that he's been working on for a number of years and perfecting. And uh, once again, he takes a lot of pride in his craft. And um, as always, and I say it since he's been around, he just take, brings people up with him. He's always working with somebody. If you show any desire to learn anything about the special team stuff, he is going to help you out. Pat Newfeld, I said before the break, I'd ask you about him. Your left guard, he played all 18 games last year, had, a, had an outstanding season. He has not been involved in camp. He's out there watching every day. Uh, is he going to be ready at the start of the year? Uh, I'm hopeful for that, yeah. I would I would think so. Um, once again, to re- reiterate, and, and what I've said to Patty is I'm not interested in seeing him in, in training camp, you know, rushing into training camp. Um, I want to make sure that he's, he's good to go for another 18 plus playoffs. Have the global players, Mike O'Shea, made a good impression with you? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard not to like them there. Um, once again, to reiterate what I found out about them when we were down in Mexico or when we were at the Combine in, in Toronto with uh, and interviewing the global players, the European players, these guys have uh, been playing football for longer than people would, would think, um, you know, American rules football, not soccer, like football as we know it. Yeah. Uh, down in Mexico has been going on at the university level for a long, long time now. They have a pro league that's a few years old, and uh, these guys speak the language. So if English is any type of language barrier, it's not the football side of it because they understand gap cancellation and leverage and tackling, and they get all that. Um, and what's extremely refreshing is the uh, gratitude they have for the game. Mm-hmm. Love it. What's your plan for Thursday night in uh, Regina, the second final win, preseason game? Uh, try and get a win. Yeah, in terms of employing your troops. Oh, yeah. Put enough guys out there to win. <laughs> How many will you take? Is there a league mid-60s. limit on a, oh, You can mid-60s. take as many as you want. I think basically. you can take as many as you want. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll take that many, mid-60s. We'll take, yeah, mid, low to mid-60s, whatever it works out to. Combination of vets and rookies? Yep, absolutely. And the key areas that have to be settled, in your view, in this game? Um. Offensive line, defensive back, receiver, quarterback. Yeah. Are the defensive back uh, areas shaking down the, in a way you, you like? Or you lost three of your starters from last year? Fogg, Randall, and Loeffler? Yeah, we've got some good players. We've got some guys that can that have come in and competed and shown well. And I think, you know, with this next game, um, you know, you're hoping the guy... Uh, rises up and stands out, um, makes some plays. The guy's got to make plays. That's what it really means. You know, they gotta, they've got to, they got to take a very calculated risk and make some plays and, you know, believe their eyes and make sure they're in the right spot first and, and, and react to a, something they've seen on film or something they understand from practice and, and then jump out and make a big play. You talked about the bye. You play on the 15th in BC to open the regular season, then you have a bye 12 days before your home opener. Do you like that or... I don't mind it. You know, when we had that uh, first week by a couple of years ago, yeah. it was a little apprehension, you know, in terms of the staff, how we're going to handle it, what's it going to be like, and I thought it worked out great. I would have taken it the next year, too. So having a week two by, to me, is like the same thing. 
Okay, well, you'll have your roster more or less set when we do this again next Monday. We'll be back a week from tonight, 7.05, with the Coaches Show with Mike O'Shea right here on 680 CJOB.